Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. Experience unlined perfection with the nearly undetectable Invisible Lift Demi Bra, or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44, that's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you can always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to The Laverne Cox Show, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Habit stacking. Is that onomatopoeic habit stacking? I just like saying onomatopoeia. Anyway, go. (laughs) (laughs) No, so can we notice though right here, the word can be a resource. You like saying it and you're laughing and giggling and the brightness of your smile, Mm. like anything can be a resource. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Laverne Cox Show. I'm Laverne Cox. So, since we had my therapist, Jennifer Birdflyer, on the very first time, I knew I wanted to do a follow-up episode with her to go deeper into the work of the community resiliency model and really try to drive home some of these tools that you can use in your life. And the reason why is because, as Dr. Robert Brock, the former president of the American Academy of Pediatrics, once said, Adverse childhood experiences or childhood trauma is the single biggest unaddressed public health crisis today. Toxic stress that can develop during childhood can throw our bodies out of whack in a lot of different ways. It can disrupt our immune system. It can also disrupt our DNA. What is adaptive for survival as children becomes maladaptive as adults. And so it felt really urgent to me to have another conversation with my therapist about 
practical tools that we can use to combat toxic stress in our lives because I feel like our lives are on the line. And what is beautiful about the work of the community resiliency model is that we can begin to have interventions in, in the lives of our children in terms of their health care, in terms of how we parent them. And we can also have interventions with the children that live inside of us. It is never too late to have a happy childhood. It is never too late to begin the healing process. Jennifer Burden Flyer is both a therapist in private practice and a senior faculty member with the Trauma Resource Institute, also known as TRI. She teaches both the trauma and community resiliency models with TRI and has traveled extensively in the U.S. as well as Northern Ireland to share wellness skills with various groups and cultures. Jennifer is certified in EMDR, Expressive Arts Therapy, and Brene Brown's Daring Way and Rising Strong Models. Please enjoy my conversation with Jennifer Burden Flyer. Hello, Jennifer. Welcome Hi. back to the podcast. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling all right. You know, you are the <laughs> first guest that I've had back for a second time. So that's awesome. Super honor. You're obviously my therapist for those folks who didn't hear the previous podcast. We've been working together for five years, which is insane. And I'm aware that I understood very early about the resilient zone. I understood very early about intellectually, that is about the resilient zone. I understood what the skills were in the community resiliency right. model. I understood that toxic stress, trauma, too much, too fast, too soon, over time can have negative health consequences. And I've really been trying hard to practice these tools for the past five years, but it's been really hard. And yeah. even though I know this stuff intellectually, I'm still struggling and I have a lot of notes and theories about why it's hard, but like why as a therapist who has been doing this for forever, what keeps people from being able to practice these really simple, easy to use tools? What keeps that, what gets in the way of us being able to do this? <laughs> it's such a great question. And, you know, I mean, I, as I've said, I teach these skills all the time. I use them myself all the time. It also doesn't mean that I don't need to be reminded sometimes by lovely friends who also know these skills that I need to maybe use a skill sometimes, you know, so mm -hmm. life is going to happen. And I also think that going back, I was actually listening back to our podcast and a couple things arose for me. And one was we're wired for survival. So the, the brain and body automatically are looking for where's the threat Mm -hmm. Where's the concern? Where's the fear? Where's the worry? What do I need to look out for? You know, this is just a constant for us. And Rick Hansen actually says that our, you know, we are Velcro for the negative and Teflon for the positive. And Velcro, can you break that down? We're Velcro for the negative and Teflon for the positive. So the unpleasant, distressing stuff is what sticks because if I know that, if I predict that, if I'm looking for that, then I'm much more likely to survive, right? So this goes back even evolutionarily. You know, I needed to know if that rustle in the bushes was a saber-toothed tiger or if it was the wind. Mm -hmm. And if I sit there, la, 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 and think it's the wind... I could get eaten, right? So it behooves me to know from a survival standpoint 
so for the human race to have survived this long, we had to have developed these certain survival skills that release the cortisol and adrenaline. We know that the constant release of cortisol and adrenaline, though, is not sustainable, is not healthy. Correct. I've been thinking a lot about my own journey and why it, this has been so challenging for me and why I'm so hardwired for toxic stress. And I, a lot of it, you know, I think it goes back to attachment. You know, we talked to Dr. Wendy Walsh in this podcast about attachment theory, those first three years of um, uh, when we're born, if we're neglected in some way, our survival response becomes maladaptive, right? They have, of course, if interviewed Nadine Burke Harris for this podcast, and she talks a lot about ACEs or adverse childhood experiences, and I have a lot of them. And so the research, from my understanding, and you, I mean, you're the one who told me about ACEs, <laughs> is that those early adverse childhood experiences can change that hardwiring. For me, what's so challenging with these skills is that I'm so intensely hardwired in a maladaptive way because of adverse childhood experiences. Is that correct? Yes, but I want to say a couple things about that. So yeah. first of all, also, it's not even the first three years. It's also gestationally, you know, and when we're in the womb, if the mother is experiencing stress, actually, those hormones cross the placental barrier and go into yes. the developing fetus. Dr. Walsh said this as well. Yes. Yeah. And so when I'm saying that we're Velcro for the negative and Teflon for the positive, it means that the bad stuff sticks and the good stuff kind of slides off. But mm -hmm. if I'm using a skill-based process for regulating our nervous system, Mm -hmm. then I'm actually increasing and enhancing the resiliency factors. So a couple things I would say, what we pay attention to is what grows. Mm -hmm. So if I'm having physical pain in my body and I pay attention to the beating drum of the pain, I'm going to get more pain. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to get more inflamed in my body because my body goes, oh, she's paying attention to that. Let's give her more, you mm -hmm. know, but if I then focus my attention away from the pain to what else is true, the both and maybe my foot is not in pain. Maybe I need to go outside my body and just focus on something else. It might not completely go away, mm -hmm. but it might. Like a headache could go away. For example, a stomach ache might subside. But either way, even if I have things like fibromyalgia or chronic conditions, the volume can get turned down if I'm actually looking for and cultivating, paying attention to something else, something other than what's distressing. But what else is true? Yes. Yeah. And then the other piece I want to say that's really important to pay attention to is that with ACEs, with any of this stuff, often what we say when we teach is that adversity is not destiny. Amen. Amen. And the hardest part, the hardest part is practicing. That is what gets in the way. Going back to your what gets in the way mm -hmm. is that we don't practice because when we're in our resilient zone, when things are going fairly well or we're neutral or whatever, we don't think we need a skill. Why would I practice then? That's exactly the time we need to practice. Oh, Jennifer, this is wonderful. Thank you so much for that. It's, it's thundering and lightning here. Adversity is not destiny. For me, that piece is so important because that, again, that, that's a resilient piece. It's also the agency piece. Before we get into some of the skills, because we want to go into practicing some of these skills live here on the podcast to demonstrate them, I just wanted to define again, because when I, when I was listening again to our um, previous conversation, trauma and toxic stress before we um, delve into the work. And I was very aware of too much, too fast, too soon, but I was reminded that in the community resiliency model from the Trauma Research Institute, you said that trauma 
trauma or toxic stress can also be too much or too little for too long. Because that, that, I mean, that too much, too fast, too soon, I think is really clear around trauma, right? Like if you're in a car accident, that's like too much, too yeah. fast, too soon. But too much or too little for too long, it feels like what I've been struggling with and what a lot of people might be struggling with from childhood stuff. Can you unpack yeah. that a little bit more before we move on? Yeah. So the too much, too fast, too soon, like we just talked about, like you just so eloquently said, it's shock trauma, right? From car accident on. But the too little or too much for too long would be, it can be developmental trauma. So something that happens a lot over time. Yes. Right? So there could be neglect going on that happens over time. Or in a neighborhood, there's gun violence um, constantly, right? That's right. Or there's lead in the water or, or there's just racial discrimination. And also, you know, another way that, that we can look at it is, and this is very simplifying here, but big T, little t, and CT or cumulative traumas. Right. Mm, so the okay. big T's are the 9-11s, the earthquakes, the, you know, car accidents. Little T's can be falls, dog bites, dental procedures, things like that. And then the cumulative trauma is that racial disparity and discrimination, impoverished communities. Again, the cumulative things that happen over time, all the isms, all the alcoholisms, all the you know, homophobia and transphobia and all those things are all part of cumulative traumas that get stacked up over time and they take a toll in the nervous system. All of them take a toll, by the way. Mm -hmm. So even if we're distinguishing big T, little T, CT, the body experiences them like a big T, right? Yeah. The body is still registering it like horrible things are happening. I'm in distress. So, yeah. you know, I need help. And we can't, we turn on that survival response and we can't turn it off. That That's right. feels like what really has been the struggle for me lately, that mm -hmm. I, once it's turned on for me, it's really hard to turn it off. Walking out of my apartment can turn it on for me. And so I have to be like yeah. really intentional when I'm walking down the street. I had, I walked the streets today and it's hot and I, you know, I have all my, you know, hypervigilance. So I had to have a conversation with myself walking down the street. I'm safe. I had to like, I'm really be aware of my surroundings and aware of what's going on in my body. Mm -hmm. Dr. Joe Dispenza, who we had on the podcast, I think that's what he means by being present and conscious. So I have to That's really right. slow down and not be on automatic and a gentle like, okay, what's going <laughs> on? Let's, let's, let's have a talk with myself. Let's see if I can bring it down a little bit. Well, and notice the compassionate tone of your yeah. voice right now. Mm -hmm. And even that gesture, that motion that you're making with your hands coming down, bring it down. You know, as you say that, can you notice the bringing it down on the inside as well as you make that motion? I was thinking of the metaphor you used in the last, in our last conversation um, the living room would be the uh, resilient zone and the basement would be the low zone and the attic would be the high zone. So I'm trying to bring right. it down from the attic, you know. Yeah. Can I share briefly a, a piece that I remember from our work together? Yeah. Because one of the things early on that I think we talked about in relationship to this was, you know, because you are a public figure, right? You're a public personality. And when you go out of the house, sometimes people are going to recognize you. And while you are lovely with your fans, 
there have been moments where maybe somebody approaches you either from a side or from a certain position, and it can light up an old memory network of a boundary mm-hmm. violation in the body. Oh, yes. And suddenly you're in a fight or flight survival response, and the fan is just wanting to make contact with you, but you're having a whole response, and and there's this whole dynamic that gets set up that under other circumstances might not happen. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's happened many times. And I have to say that the mask culture of the pandemic has really helped me a lot with going out in public and really being incognito and just like a normal person. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that really has helped me regulate. I've been more consciously like saying, I'm going outside now. Let's get present. Let's like try to slow it down and bring it down so that I'm not just like, if somebody like walks too close to me, I don't freak out. Um, And that's, it's like, I have to be very consciously in the other direction almost Mm -hmm. like the hard wiring is to be hyper vigilant about a lack of safety and so i almost have to be gently and compassionately and lovingly (laughs) (laughs) hyper vigilant in the other direction to to not feel like everything is a threat i guess but that's different than vigilance right so if hyper vigilance is in the attic or in the high zone when you are intentionally consciously aware that's in your resilience zone. You might even still be at the upper end of the resilience zone. You could still be somewhat activated, mm-hmm. but not so aroused that you're in the attic. You're still in the living room. You're handling it. I call it super tracking. Our hypervigilance gets dialed in to be super tracking. I'm very aware of what's going on around me, but it, it becomes more of a relaxed alert state. What's really been helping me too, and I don't know if this will be useful for anyone out there. I've been thinking a lot about like how I need to feel energetically when I go to sleep, when I mm. want to rest and like just put yeah. my mind at ease and put my body to rest. I've been trying to sort of like walk in the world like that. Not that I want to go to sleep while I'm walking down the street, but I want to just be so relaxed and at peace. It's like the sensation of that is better than like a conversation or better than yes. it's really it's embodied I guess it feels more embodied, embodied. than like because I've tried like affirm affirmations and positive self-talk to counter the negative self-talk but just that relaxation of like <sighs> well and and even that sigh that you just took we go <sighs> sighing resets and brings on the parasympathetic branch mm. that brake pedal of the body what I like about it and about paying attention to the body is there's no right or wrong. There's no shoulds. It's just what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And if I need something, what can I bring in to help regulate this? Now feels like a great time for a short break. We'll be right back, though. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. It's all you. With lightweight construction and technology that smooths, shapes, and supports, these silhouettes are designed to conform to your curves for a natural-looking fit. Experience unlined perfection with the Invisible Lift Demi Bra, a style that moves with you and is nearly undetectable under clothes. Or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. 
unbelievable and unforgettable, there's more to explore when it comes to Body by Victoria. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs, and Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease. With three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and a leg room that makes even long trips comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362 horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident that you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style with a modern, spacious cabin that's perfect for both playdates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including a standard digital key, an available panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen. Don't just live life. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Okay, we're back. Let's keep the conversation going. Can we just remind everyone of what the resilient zone is and then let's do some skills to like um, practice getting into that zone. Yeah. If you picture, you know, two horizontal lines, one on top of the other, but there's space in between and there's a wave that goes in between that. That's our resilient zone. Mm-hmm. And the resilient zone is the place where we're our best self, we can have all kinds of different feelings, but we can manage them. We can communicate about them. We can pay attention to ourselves and ourselves in relationship to others. And then when we get bumped out of that resilient zone, that nice, yummy place, we can go one of two places. We can get bumped into the high zone, which is that place of hypervigilance and panic, like we've talked about, the Mm -hmm. extreme stress, rage states, I just saw red, like those things that 
colloquialisms that we say, you know, in our world, in our culture, that's the high zone. And then conversely, we can go to the low zone, which is numbed out, very depressed, more than just sad, right? This can be disconnected. It can be dissociated, like floaty feeling. It can Mm -hmm. really feel like that extreme low zone. um, Depression, almost suicidal. Yes. Yeah. In our last conversation, we um, the question of connection came up, right? That we're hardwired for connection as human beings. And mm-hmm. I was thinking, too, about that in relationship to resilience. Like when I've been bumped out in a session with you or just in the world, like I can't hear. Right. I can't hear. I can't, I can't really connect to someone when I'm bumped right. into the high zone. And I can't connect to someone when I'm in the low zone. So it's like I can only connect from a place of resilience, like really connect. And we're hardwired for connection as human beings. So like the release of the stress hormones or like not being in the zone keeps us from connection. That's correct. And and my colleague and friend, Kim Cookson, calls the resilient zone also the relational zone. I mean, this mm. is the place where we are in social engagement. Social engagement happens from the resilient zone right? We don't hear each other. We actually, our whole perception changes when we're in the higher low zones. Mm -hmm. We don't actually hear accurately. We don't perceive tones of voice in the same way when we're in the higher low zones. Our perspective and perception is very narrowed when we're in either of those poles versus when we're in the resilient zone. We really are aware of ourselves and we can socially engage Mm -hmm. and connect. I think that relates too to like, you know, the thing I always talk about on a macro level and a societal level when hurt people hurt people when people are sort of operating from trauma right and our politicians have like sort of you know weaponized us being in fear and so we're so afraid and we Mm -hmm. read a comment and we can't even like we're not even reading the comment directly we're just projecting our own story our own trauma onto it not because we're bad people but because we're bumped out of our zone and so we can't even actually accurately read a comment on the internet, but we can't accurately read a situation around us either right. when we're bumped out of our zone. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's so key because if I, if I am in those states of high, low zone or bouncing back and forth between those states all the time, and I can't sense into my own resilience, that begets more of that, right? Again, yeah. what we pay attention to is what grows. So that's all I'm in. And I lose my sense of connectedness, Yeah. right? And it is in that connection place, which we talked about last time around, I have my own zone and you have your own zone, but then together we have that collective yeah, zone. Yeah, the co-regulation. The co-regulation and sometimes even in therapy, for example, if I'm in my resilience zone, even when or if you get bumped out of yours, I'm holding the resiliency container and I'm lending you my nervous system that is regulated so that you can re-regulate. That is co-regulation. Yes. So can we talk a little bit about the six skills that we use to regulate our nervous systems as per the community resiliency model? Yes. So the Community Resiliency Model, or CRM, has six skills. Most of them are in the iChill app as well, if you want to go look at the, at the app for some practice. And they are tracking, resourcing, grounding, gesturing, shift and stay, and help now. And again, what I really also want to say is that we're tracking with all the skills. Yes. 
So that is key. It is the foundational cornerstone of this practice is because tracking is reading the body. It's it's noticing what's happening in our body. And then that practicing these skills as we're about to talk about, mm-hmm. if we can practice when we're already in our zone, we're actually widening and deepening our capacity for resiliency, which means less stuff is going to bump me to the higher low zones. Yeah. So I actually have more autonomy. We want to actually also be hardwiring and firing, wiring new neuropathways in our nervous systems. And so when things are great, when things are awesome, and um, Jennifer reminds me a lot, like, you know, I've been having some great times with my boyfriend and it's like some really <laughs> wonderful, loving, awesome, incredible times, you know, being at the house with with, with the boy. <laughs> I'm just going to call him yeah. the boy. Um, CC, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell Jennifer about it. And she's like, we should bank those. We should bank those in the nervous system so that when something challenging comes up, I have these good sensations, these resources to draw from. And so that these can become what else's are true later on. I I remember in um, in Brene Brown's Call to Courage, the Netflix special she did, she tells this story about being on a paddle boat with her daughter one afternoon and her daughter kind of leaning back and closing her eyes. And Brene asked her what she was doing. And she said, I'm making a picture memory. And I do that so that when upsetting things might happen, I can call up the picture memory. That's resourcing. So resource in in this model, in in the way that we define it, is anything that gives you comfort, joy, or peace in your life. Her daughter was actually banking a resource in that moment. And there's this wonderful quote by JFK that the best time to fix a roof was when the sun is shining. And Mm. that is why we practice when the good stuff is going on. Mm. And just a simple thing, like, you know, it was raining the other night and Cece was like, I love the rain. And I was like, let's go up to the roof and like, just, you know, mm. watch the rain like fall. <laughs> you know, it's so, it seems so silly, but it was so beautiful. And it was such a beautiful memory. And the view is amazing up there. And I allowed myself to be in that moment fully and to feel him and to feel the view and to feel the raindrops and the breeze. And that becomes a resource that I can use. So wait, let's pause right there. Yeah, great. Let's pause right there. I'm just going to... Work it out, Jennifer. (laughs) (laughs) So let's take that moment and Uh enhance it. So you just painted this beautiful picture of it raining outside and you inviting him to the roof and to watch and feel the rain on your skin and just the view from the rooftop Mm -hmm. and even the sounds or the smell outside of being up on that Mm -hmm. roof. And I'm just watching you take a breath right now as I'm... All I'm doing is feeding your words right back to you. And as you're in that memory, what else, if anything, are you aware of in your body right now? Let's just take a moment Mm. and track that. In the memory, I'm aware of him holding me and how safe and seen I felt. I'm aware, and in my body specifically, it's just all over my body. I mean, the way he holds me, but it's like, it feels like it's coming up through my, through my gut, through my belly button up to my like, um, sternum. So let's notice that's right now. It's coming from your belly, from your gut, all the way up to your sternum. And you made this lovely motion, which I'm actually just going to invite you to slow that down a little bit. This motion of bringing your hand up from Mm -hmm. your belly to your sternum and what happens inside as you do that with your breath or your 
it made me want to exhale. And yeah. then I just, I mean, I just thought about, and I thought about the way he smells and mm. the way he looks at me. And <laughs> mm-hmm. notice the laughter and the smile. <laughs> so now we're paying attention to the sensory experience mm. of the story of being with him. Right? Yeah. That is the slowing down. That is the tracking. Mm-hmm. What's happening in your body right now in this moment? Mm. I, I almost feel some tears wanting to come. I um Yeah. I'm so happy when I'm with him in a way that like I never imagined and sometimes it feels like too much and it gets scary because it's it's pure joy and it's mm-hmm. so pure. And just feeling very whole and safe, like really, really safe. So right now in this moment, notice the sensation of whole and safe on the inside. Just take a moment and let yourself be aware of whole and safe in your body. Um, and just notice tears are a release. Tears are a release in the nervous mm-hmm. system. Oh, my gosh. Um, and that exhale. Notice the exhale. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the nodding of the head. You know, sometimes we'll nod our heads when things feel very congruent. <laughs> I'm just going to invite you to marinate. And what I think is really important to point out is that you're not with him right now. Mm-hmm. You're not on the roof right now. No. I know it's thundering where you are, but you're not on the roof (laughs) in the rain right now, right? Uh And so that is the beauty of our nervous system, our body, and resourcing especially. It doesn't matter that you're not on that roof. Your body is experiencing it like it's happening right now. The nervous system does not know past, present, future, or fact from fantasy. One more time. The nervous system does not know past, present, present. Future, future or fact from fantasy or fact from fantasy that reminds me of what dr joe dispenza says about the body the unconscious uh, mind does not know the difference between reality or a thought that we've created um that's right they do it in sports a lot as well yeah. or if you've ever watched um the Olympics, even like the the ski runs that people do, and you'll see mm-hmm. the skier at the top doing the course. They're like moving their body the way the course mm-hmm. is going to go. They're yeah. running it in their body before they even go down that hill. And the nervous system is responding in kind. Mm-hmm. So that is the real benefit to chasing the resiliency, to focusing on the pleasant and neutral. It's not a denial that these things happened in our lives. It's not a denial of the oppression that people are experiencing or have experienced. Mm -hmm. It is the both and, because what helps me then deal with that is by cultivating this strength and resiliency in my nervous system. And we have to actively practice. When I think the embodied piece of the resources, I was just, you know, I'm, I'm in a lovely apartment in New York right now, and this view is insane. And I'm mm-hmm. not always able to take in the view. So it's like there has to be a conscious connection to the resource, right? There's incredible beauty. If I can, like, slow myself down enough to take it in, that can be a resource. I mean, that's also maybe a little help now, too. Well, but know, it's, it's both. And they, they do overlap. Yeah. So the help now skills are... When we are really bumped out in the high or low zone, we need something very quickly that can come in and regulate us. And so this is a list actually on the iChill app. There's a list of 10 things, but I often invite people to add to it because actually the scent one is not quite on there as far as I can recall. But I invite people really to pick out maybe two 
that speak to you. And those are the ones that you practice with. I have the the ones that are my go-to ones. Those are the entry point because maybe I'm too bumped out to even find my resource, but I can find a help now skill and I can do that. And that might get me notched down or notched up enough in order to find a resource. And then I can get more back in my zone. And that's really the point of them. Gotcha. Love, love, love help now. These skills do overlap and you're going to find that like when we are interweaving the gestures with the resourcing and all that, you know, we can talk about gesturing in a moment. But yes, the key about resourcing that I think is so important is that we need to tell the story of the resource to make it alive enough that when I go into the body for the sensory experience, it's big enough to override my automatic lean into distress. Brilliant. It completely mirrors what Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about, that it, he says that an experience, that experience becomes our unconscious mind, right? So, and, mm-hmm. and you said in the last podcast that we receive most of our information, 80% from um, the body to the head and 20% the other in the opposite direction. So we have to tell the story of the experience so that it feels real for us in our bodies, in our, in our nervous systems to override the habit, the programming of the maladaptive um, stress response. That's exactly right. It can't just be like, oh, Laverne, think about that thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a resource is powerful enough that I could say, oh, just think about your boyfriend, right? And I'm sure that would light up already. It starts a cascade going. But isn't it much more rich when you tell me the story of the roof? Yeah, And then If that got too big and too much, let's say, hypothetically, we were in a session, Mm -hmm. I would just gently bring us back to the part of the resource that's really pleasant. It wasn't sad. I was crying because I was so happy. Like the tears were Mm -hmm. coming because I was so happy. And Mm -hmm. And it also felt like, oh, my God, safety. You know, that the thing of like so much of what I'm struggling with in my body, right? As much as Mm -hmm. like intellectually, I'm like, I'm safe. My nervous system, (sighs) she doesn't feel safe. You know, I'm 49 years old. I can't keep living with this toxic stress. I mean, you know, there's all the studies about heart disease, about diabetes, about the negative health consequences that come from this. But like, it feels like a matter of life and death. It's time for a short break. When we come back, more with our guest. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. It's all you. With lightweight construction and technology that smooths, shapes, and supports, these silhouettes are designed to conform to your curves for a natural-looking fit. Experience unlined perfection with the Invisible Lift Demi Bra, a style that moves with you and is nearly undetectable under clothes. Or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Unbelievable and unforgettable, there's more to explore when it comes to Body by Victoria. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs, and Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first-ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. 
The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease. With three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight. And leg room that makes even long trips comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362 horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident that you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style with a modern, spacious cabin that's perfect for both playdates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including a standard digital key, an available panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen. Don't just live life. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. We are back, picking up where we left off. The way politicians get reelected, the way like media organizations like get us to click on things is to like make us outraged, afraid. That's right. And we click and then we like, and then it's just, we get addicted to that and Mm -hmm. we keep going and it's stressful and we're all stressed out and worried. It's this cycle that's going on inside our bodies, but then it's like everything external that I feel like I have to put down as well if I want to survive. I think you're right. It is a public health crisis, which means there's a biological imperative that we take some action And do this daily to actually regulate, because otherwise, how are we going to deal with this life and this world and this planet that we're on right now? How are we going to do it? And I, I think that speaks to your question of how do we bring it in? And again, I'm not in any way knocking meditation practices or, you know, other forms. What I love about these skills more than anything is how fast I can do them. Yeah, I don't have to sit for 20 minutes to get regulated. I can actually get regulated in about 30 seconds if I can pay attention. You know, if I do, for example, a help now skill, which I'm just going to name a couple, it could be like sipping something warm or cool. It could be looking around the room and naming colors or naming items in the room, you know, pushing on something, pulling something. Those things are very quickly regulating for the nervous system if we then pay attention to how that shifts in the inside. And when you speak to practicing, there's a technique called habit stacking. Habit stacking. I love that phrase. Yeah. I don't know what it means, but it sounds really cool. Habit stacking. <laughs> Is that onomatopoeic? Habit stacking. Um, onomatopoeia. <laughs> I just like saying onomatopoeia. Anyway, go on. <laughs> 
No, so can we notice though, right here, the word can be a resource. You like saying it and yeah. you're laughing and giggling and the brightness of your smile, mm. like anything that doesn't suck can be a resource. <laughs> and so with habit stacking, habit stacking is about taking something new that you want to practice and pairing it with something that you already do. So mm. if I brush my teeth every morning and every evening, I'm going to pair practicing my resourcing or practicing grounding or practicing a help now skill while I'm also brushing my teeth or before mm. or after I'm brushing my teeth. So I do it at the same time. So then again, you're creating new habits. You're creating then new pathways, new neuronal pathways, <laughs> new neural pathways, neuroplasticity, and we're breaking the habit of being ourselves in the parlance of, Do of Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm -hmm. and, and what is great and encouraging about the world right now is that a lot of, there is a lot of talk about self care and mental health, mm -hmm. like publicly right now. And Naomi Osaka just I don't know why just she just her withdrawing from the French Open, citing mental health, and then like it making yeah. international news feels like a huge intervention for some reason to me. Someone like me, and I think for a world that is so like about success, right? Like that it, in, in America, we're like, I want to be successful. I have internalized, I have to work harder than everybody else. Like I have to work twice as hard. I have to like just nose to the grindstone and just give it, give it, give it. I want to go hard. But like my nervous system is like saying no. Like, I, you know, it's so mm -hmm. funny because like I want to be Beyonce and JLo. Like I look at those women and I'm like, they are clearly working harder than everybody else and that's why they're more successful right and so like i want to work harder than everybody else but maybe they don't have the same trauma and stress um toxic stress that i do i don't know their life maybe they don't but also we don't know what they do to cultivate rest and play in their yeah. own lives as hard as they're working let's remember that one of Brene's guideposts to wholehearted living is cultivating rest and play amen and um letting go of productivity as self-worth <laughs> Right. Which is hard for some of us. I know I, I am an over classic overfunctioner, overworker. And it's hard, I think, being a helper, you know, being in the helping profession, I want to be of help. And so if somebody needs a session, the question is, am I also practicing what I preach? Am I modeling what I'm doing? Or am I still in that overfunctioning, which kind of can perpetuate that higher zone state? Well, you've told me I can't pour from an empty cup. So, <laughs> so I it's like, have. yeah, I mean, so again, like we can remind folks that these, we wanted to just really key in on resourcing today. In the last conversation, we talked about tracking and shift and stay. You can listen to that last podcast. And really, this is about, for me, it's again, practicing these skills when things are going well, because I've been, I had a panic attack in the airport. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> yeah. I was a mess, girl. I called you and you um, said, do you have any throat coat tea bags in your purse? And I did, because I often carry throat coat tea bags in my purse. She's like, can you open it up? Can you just smell the tea bag? And mm -hmm. I, I, I mentioned this because that helped a little bit. It got in a little bit, but once I'm in my high zone. Once I'm in the panic attack, it is almost impossible for me to actually practice these right. skills, at least on my own. Well, <laughs> I also think biologically, once yeah. you're in the wave of a panic attack, mm -hmm. you're kind of riding that wave into the shore at that point. So yeah. the whole hope is that we can actually practice tracking enough that we can then catch the ramp before it goes all the way up. And then yeah. we might be able to extinguish that and thwart a panic attack. The other thing I want to just note here with the scent 
is that our olfactory bulb, our sense of smell, is the only sense in the body that links directly to the amygdala, which is the fear appraisal center of the brain. Mm. And so it holds really highly charged memories, right? Why does it do that? Well, if there's smoke on the horizon, I need to know to run away. Or if the meat mm-hmm. is bad, I know to, I need to know to not eat it. So it needs to give me cues really quickly. But it can also, those scents can really quiet those yummy, the throat coat tea, or like I was just saying, the, you know, the old books smell or scent of lavender for me is another scent. So it started to help. It started to poke in there, even in that moment. Yeah. And that's a help now skill that we can draw on immediately and then maybe call somebody. (laughs) Um, But I couldn't even, I was so bumped out. I couldn't even get, bring myself to think to pull out the tea bag. Um, No, at at that (laughs) point, no, at that point, you're borrowing from another person's prefrontal cortex to help you get regulated. You're borrowing the thinking brain of somebody else because your thinking brain has gone offline in that moment. And that's great. It's brilliant. We should just do a little bit. Gesturing basically is one of the skills and we don't, we're running out of time, but I just wanted to, we, we mentioned it. And basically it's like, can you just talk briefly about gesturing? And we incorporated it a little bit into the resource. Um, and as you said earlier, we can move, do multiple things at once with these skills. We can. And with gesturing, what we're really paying attention to is, let's say when you were in the resource, the gesture you're making is often either enhancing or intensifying the resource, or it's also the body and the nervous system is settling and the gestures will be ones of release. Oh, I can feel my body letting go of that. And we'll make hand gestures or arm gestures that signify that. So we pay attention to that in this model and we track it. We slow it down because typically gestures happen below consciousness we're not aware of it. Like I talk with my hands all the time, but some of the gestures can be really poignant. And when we slow them down, they actually deepen and intensify the state of relaxation. Or there might be some protective gesture, like I wanted that person to just stop and I put my hand out. That's a protective gesture. Setting a boundary Mm -hmm. is really important. And we might pay a somatic attention to that. There's two more. One is self-soothing. So people that play with your hair, like you play with your hair actually quite a bit. Um, And I would say that's a self-soothing gesture if, if you call attention to it. Or some people twiddle their thumbs or some people shake their foot or shake their leg. Those things are self-soothing gestures Mm -hmm. and they're typically very socially acceptable gestures. So we would intensify them, make them so then I could do it consciously and then that could actually be soothing and and calming for my system. Mm -hmm. And then the other are universal spiritual gestures like prayer hands or open palms, like those kinds of gestures, hand of the heart. We've seen that all over the world. So those are the gestures that we can cultivate and pay attention to. What I love about gesturing as, again, as an actor and a dancer is that it's physicalized. Chekhov has this idea of the psychological gesture. There may be something that a character does, a specific particular movement that a character does that gives us clues about who that person is, a motion or movement that can get you right into character. So it's really interesting thinking about this in relationship to what you're saying, what Dr. Joe says in terms of like, these resources that once embodied, mm-hmm. they can become a rehearsal for the person that we want to be, a rehearsal for the life that we want to live, for the resilience that we want to um, live in, a rehearsal for yes. the zone, a rehearsal for, you know, the new character that we're creating that is ourselves. I love that. Yeah. Totally. I love that. I love it too. Okay. So, you know, we end the podcast with the question, what else is true? We've been talking about that the whole time. But for you, Jennifer, today, 
after all this. What else is true? Well, I just want to thank you again. I want to thank you for having me back. I know it's a vulnerable thing when we're engaged in a therapy process already to then make that more open. And I'm just, I'm touched and moved and also just honored because I really have so long felt that these skills are so, so readily accessible and so needed. And it feels so good for me to be able to to get this out to a wider group of people because these skills really honestly saved my life. Mm. Um, I knew you were gonna ask me this question yeah. <laughs> again today. And mm. I thought, oh my God, what am I gonna share? What else is true? What else is true? And I thought about vulnerably sharing a resource of mine because I'm looking at a picture of it right now. Um, well, music is a huge resource for me and I like all different kinds of music, wide ranging, you know, opera to heavy metal and, and everything in between. Me too. But uh, Sting in particular is a big resource for me. And mm. several years back, I actually got an opportunity at a sound check to sing with him on stage. And that was, I can feel it like bubbling up right now. <laughs> what? You sang with Sting at a sound check? I- <laughs> What? How, how did this happen? How did this happen? I was with a friend of mine and we had sound check passes. And he at one point during the sound check said, OK, who wants to help me out on this next song? And I'm raising my hand frantically. And my friend actually was pointing at me because she knows I like to sing. And so he said, oh, your friend's nominating you. So you come up. And he picked one other girl. And as we're both going up, the woman says in my ear, she says, can you sing? And I said, yes. <laughs> and she says, oh, good, because I can't sing. And I'm like, okay. And so we go up on stage and, you know, he's really nice. And he, you know, gives us, but we're going to share this mic, right? We're going to sing every breath you take. We're going to sing every breath you take. And he's going to sing the first line. And then I'm going to sing the next line. She's going to sing the third. And we're going to go round about like that. And then I got to harmonize with him and we sang the entire song from front to back. So did he take the melody and you took like a higher harmony or did, did you take the melody and he took a harmony? I, I'm just, I'm wondering. <laughs> he was on the melody line and I took a higher harmony. And then he said, oh, she's harmonizing now. <laughs> I love that. That is so epic. That is definitely what else is true. That's a resource. Oh, my God. And is there a photo of you with Sting? Is that what you're looking at? Well, there's he came to L.A. with his um, The Last Ship uh, with his Broadway show. And I mm-hmm. waited at the stage door when he, and he came out. So I actually have a picture of him with my arm around him and my hand on his chest. So that's oh, the picture I'm looking at right now. <laughs> I love you waiting at the stage door for Sting. Like that makes me like really happy. <laughs> I've waited at a stage door too in my day. That is so epic. Yes. And can we just notice right now the connection that we're having right now in this moment in that resource way and what that's like? We're co-regulating. We are. We are. We're doing the skills, not even knowing it. But like now that you've pointed it out, we can bank this moment. We can bank the like sharing of this. The Sting story is epic. I love Sting. I've Mm -hmm. actually, my my, boyfriend and I, we um, on vacation, we were singing Every Breath You Take as well. Like not with Sting. Well, with the recording of Sting, not like standing (laughs) next to him. Every step you take, I'll be watching you. I'll be watching you. Okay, on that note, <laughs> the podcast has gone, gone very freewheeling. Okay, thank you so much, Jennifer. Um, are thank you on you. social media? Should people follow you somewhere? 
<laughs> I do have a website. Yes, the website. I have a website. Me. They can find me at uh, jenniferburtonmft.com. Thank you so much. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I hope that inviting Jennifer back and going deeper into the work of the community resiliency model has helped you to understand this process more and how you may be able to use it in your life. I'm obsessed right now with habit stacking. While I'm brushing my teeth, I can practice the resource. I love what Jennifer shared with us, encouraged us to do around practicing the skills, rehearsing them in an experiential way. And it's very much related to what Dr. Joe Dispenza talked about, that we need the experience of it to override the hardwiring, to override the trauma pathways for me specifically. I love that. I love that this is um, related to the work that that we talked about with Dr. Nadine Burke Harris, the attachment theory work that we talked about with Dr. Wendy Walsh, self-compassion piece that we talked about with Kristen Neff to post-traumatic slave syndrome. So all of these things are connected. You know, I've been with Jennifer for five years now, and she brought up attachment theory. She brought up, you know, adverse childhood experiences, etc. right? And there's only so much that we can get to at once. So easy does it. We don't want, like, the therapeutic process to be too much, too fast, too soon. So we have to take things in pieces, right? It's like an onion that you sort of peel. You peel back one layer, and there's another one. Jennifer's given us some very concrete work that we can do right now. Some help now that we can do so that we can connect to the world around us so that we can connect to the things that make us human and best of luck to you in your search for your resilience for being the very best version of yourself Thank you so much for listening to the Laverne Cox Show. Join me next week for my conversation with multi-award winning actor, singer, director, composer, playwright, fashion icon, the one and only Billy Porter. I mean, girl, how can you miss it? (laughs) Please rate, review, subscribe, and share with everyone you know. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Laverne Cox and on Facebook at Laverne Cox for real. Until next time, stay in the love. The Laverne Cox Show is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. Experience unlined perfection with the nearly undetectable Invisible Lift Demi Bra, or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44, that's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you.